Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Daily Thread. Today is a beautiful Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Myself and my father coming at you yeah. um, from Cedarhurst and from Boynton Beach. Boynton Beach, Florida. And um, it's a beautiful day here. And um, it's sunny. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going on in New York, but um, usually when I'm there in the studio with you, I'm looking out the window. And I can see all the... It's pretty gloomy. Really still? It's pretty gloomy. The skies are still all gray? Yeah. We we have not seen... Uh, it's so, uh, We have not seen the sun. Really? In a while, I guess. Yeah. I guess because most of the sun is down here. Um, oh, you're, you're you're showboating. No, that's not it. It's not, not showboating. The thing is, when I'm sitting when I'm sitting in your office, which is on the third floor, uh, in, in the Cedarhurst Center, I can see all the air conditioning. I can yeah. see all the air conditioning ducts on all top of all the stores on Central Avenue. So I know. Yeah, they're doing well. I know, I know whose air conditioning is working and who's going to have a problem this spring with their air conditioning. I could see because I see it every single day, so I could. I could tell pretty much which uh, which system is about to go on the fritz. <laughs> anyway, it's good to know. Anyway, so let's get to our. Obviously, the time we spend here is valuable. Yes, as our listenership is growing, we're giving people the news in a meaningful way with a Torah <laughs> lens and making sure that they need, they they know what they need to know, and without without compromising any uh, pride or dignity along the way, and not seeing things or hearing things they don't need to hear. Um, so our first story for today is via Yeshiva World. The headline reads, Hero, Orthodox Jewish NYPD officer saves a man who was slumped over on the subway tracks. Really? Um, an Orthodox, yeah, an Orthodox Jewish uh, New York police officer received a report of a disoriented man who had fallen onto the subway tracks in the Brooklyn station. Okay. He wasted no time in engaging in outright heroics. His name is Mayor Green. Okay. He's from Borough Park. Okay. And he, could be, he was seen on body footage dashing through the train station, rushing to the reach of the man before a speeding train did. Um, as mayor got to the scene, the man could be seen slumped over on the tracks, unconscious. The devoted NYPD officer then enlisted the help of a bystander, and together they pulled the man off the tracks into safety. The man was lucky to, lucky that a brave New York uh, NYPD officer was there. Barely 30 seconds later, a train came barreling into the station. Uh, the commanding officer of community affairs, Richie Taylor, who's now a good friend of mine, spent a lot of time with him the other day. Oh, yeah. um, he told he told Yeshiva World, I've known Mayor Green for almost 20 years, and I've seen him grow as a police officer. I'm not surprised to see his quick thinking and swift action in saving this person's life. Police officer Green truly represents what it means to be one of New York's finest. So that's a, a good news story out of New York. Uh, not good that the guy passed out on the train tracks. It's not a It's not a ideal place to pass out at all. But it's a good thing that Mayor Green, Officer Mayor Green, sprung into action and saved this man's life. Uh, so it reminds me of two things. You can hear me? It reminds me of, uh, I can of hear two you. things. Uh, first of all, some people are going to say, what does that have to do with the fact that he's orthodox? You know, he's a police officer. You know, he's doing his job. But the fact of the matter is, right. it speaks to the fact that there, it's nice. It's a great thing that there, it, there's all types of ethnic groups, all types of religious groups that are part of the New York City Police Department, and it's a, I think it's a right. great thing that there's a representation. I'm sure it's not big numbers, but it's a nice thing that there's. Oh, for sure. It's a nice thing that there's you know, um, Orthodox from uh, representation uh, in the um, in the police department. Now, was he wearing a yarmulke in the pictures that you saw? Because I didn't see the pictures. Or was he wearing his hat? 
I imagine he's wearing his hat. Cool. I mean, is he wearing a police hat or was he wearing, or you, was he wearing a black hat? Um, I'm just wondering, let me, I'm wondering how from he is, that's all. Let me let me see one second. You're looking at the picture. <laughs> no, here's the thing though. You can't see it's his bot it's his body cam footage, so you can't see him. You see what he sees. We don't, we don't know if he's wearing we don't um, know if he's wearing a police blue hat or a or a black hat. Right? We don't. I'm sorry. Okay. We could ask him though if we get him All on right, the show. But, okay, we'll have to wait for you that. You know what Yeshiva you went to? We know anything else about him? Listen, he's from Bar Park. So I I I, I don't want to stereotype, but I kind I kind of think he's part of the Hasidic community. <laughs> oh, one second. I lost I lost your video. I know. And he's a, he's a, yeah I'm okay. Uh, I don't have that much. Okay, one second. Let me get let, let, let's get a picture of him. Just you know to let's get a picture of him. Okay. Okay, you have a picture. Of him? I got a picture of Mayor. I got a I got a picture of Mayor All Green. Right. Don't worry, everybody. We'll put it up on the screen. You know, I mean. So let me. Should I put Should I put him up on the screen right now? Listen, it's not exactly. Da, da, you want to put up so I can see it now. Put up there when you when you put the post up the program later. Okay, I'll put it up. Yeah, I'll put it up. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, not too many Jewish mothers tell their sons, "I want you to grow up and be a New York City police officer." You know, I don't know if any of them. I don't know if any. Yeah. I don't know if anybody says that. Um. It could be that more often than not, they say, listen, I don't care what you go up to be. Just don't be a New York City police officer. And another story, or my second story for today, is not as not as good, I'd say. Uh, this is via JNS. Naturi Karta delegation <clears throat> meets with the PLJ in uh, Taurus and Janine. Yeah, I um, saw that. Yeah, I saw gunmen that. attempted to harm members of the anti-Zionist group, but the attack was thwarted, according to Israeli media. A delegation of the radical anti-Zionist Haredi group, Naturi Karta faction, visited the city of Janin in Samaria on Monday, where they met with a member of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad terrorist group, according to Israel News Network. Okay. Um, I don't have to really go much further before I stop and say, you know what, like, I don't agree with what Naturi Karta does. I think it's terrible. I think it's Chal Hashem. But you're meeting with a terrorist by every by every standard a terrorist is a terrorist. Yeah. So in Naturi Karta, if you wanna if you wanna buddy up with the Palestinians, uh, you know, at, uh, who are seeking equality in the Middle East, okay, that's one thing. I don't agree with you, but it's one thing. But meet, meeting with Palestinian Islam Islamic Jihad terrorists, right, so I saw, that's terrible. I saw the video of the meeting. So um, the delegate the delegates from Naturi Karta waved the Palestinian flag as they walked through the city. Local Palestinian labeled them settlers and called up. On local gunmen to kidnap them, according to a report on Monday by Mako, a number of gunmen indeed attempted to harm the Jewish visitors, but the attempts were thwarted, according to the report. Who who thwarted it? Like, well, you you don't you don't want them being attacked, do you? I I mean, like they, it would be so like you're gonna you're gonna kidnap them. Don't worry, like you don't have to kidnap them. They'll walk right into where you got where you need them to walk into. You know, and it's in here. It says in the JNS article that in 2020, members of Naturi Karta attended the funeral. Of late Iranian uh, Quds officer Qasim Sol- uh, Soleimani in Iran, in Iran, following his assassination by the United States and Iraq. So again, I don't know where these members of Naturi Karta live. To be honest, I don't know if they live in Israel. If, I don't know if they live in in America. I feel like if they live in if they, if they live in New York, they should kind of maybe be deported. Like, Listen, it, it's, be... uh, for the Jewish community, it's problematic uh, without denigrating them or just. Um, you know, just willy-nilly uh, criticizing them, which, of course, they obviously deserve. Uh, it's um, it's not right, uh, and the leadership right. leadership should uh, crack down on them. And if they're sitting in the living room of a Palestinian terrorist leader 
And the uh, I don't know which organization uh, is holding the bodies of two Israeli soldiers that were killed in the Gaza operation in 2014, which is nine years ago. And their families want nothing more than to have whatever's left of their bodies back so they can give them a Jewish funeral. How about you sitting there drinking whatever they were drinking, tea, or I don't know what they were drinking, soda or seltzer? Probably seltzer. Uh, yeah. But how about talking about something a little... Maybe 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 spritzly. <laughs> how about talking about something that has a little bit of a meaning to it? And, you know, if you want if you have good faith and you want to be friends with them, you have two families that want the bodies of their children back so they can bury them in Eric's straw. How about discussing that? Yeah. Instead of your... Is, yeah, well, they... They don't believe in, I guess they don't, I mean, I think that if you're meeting with a terrorist and you're like trying to appease them, you don't exactly have that moral compass to be asking for those types of things, probably, no? Um, Probably not. They're probably not thinking straight. They're probably scared as all heck, you know, from what I could see. Or they'd be scared. They walked themselves into it. This is something that, listen, you know, but to be honest, I do want to say that um, when when these things are broadcasted on the news channels... You know, like Naturi Karta is so tiny. We're talking about like what, like 50 members of the entire Naturi Karta, 100 members of the entire Naturi Karta that comes from like one or two families. It's so, it's so tiny. And but, and unfortunately that they get on TV and they look a certain way and they represent, unfortunately, right. they, unfortunately uh, they represent. It's uh, like I, like I described it in the past. It's a proverbial uh, man bites dog story. So it gets an inordinate amount of, uh, attention from uh, a lot of the jewish media because it's it's a free it's yeah. a freak show that's what it is and let's not talk about it anymore yeah goodbye nature carta um this is an interesting story from our uh chabad friends at col live a man was arrested after pulling a knife in 770 mm-hmm. uh, a man pulled a knife after being caught stealing a coat of the yeshiva bakr at 770 in eastern parkway a frightened bakr ran outside and called the police a coat that went missing around 7.20 a.m. on Tuesday was seen on the perpetrator at around 10 a.m. Yeah. The owner of the coat and his friends asked the man to return the coat and began following him to the door of the shul when the thief pulled out a knife on them and began to threaten them. Nearby, Bakram heard the commotion and ran to get the assistance of NYPD officers who were outside the shul. They placed the perp under arrest. Listen, yeah, listen, listen, crazy things like this happen in Crown Heights sometimes, you know? It's kind of just... You know, it's not a great place to, uh, considering the permanent police presence outside of 770, not a great place. No, <laughs> it's not a great place to pull a knife on somebody, unless you're thinking about cutting up some fruit. You know, you may want to cut up an apple or uh, maybe uh, maybe some, a pear or something, and have a little snack. Other than that, you really shouldn't be walking around uh, with a knife. Uh, and if you, yeah, well, it's just a coat. Like, why are you going to pull a knife for a coat? You count you the the amount the amount of time and money you're going to have to spend with court and jail right now. You could have bought a really nice moose knuckle coat, probably. Hey, knock it. that guy, whoever he is, is home. Is home by now. I can tell you that. Oh, you think yeah, so? I don't think. I don't think. It, you think? You think? You think Eric Adams gave him a ride home himself? I don't think it classifies as a major crime. Okay. Um, maybe the guy's in Bellevue. It's it's, it's attempted. It's attempted assault with a deadly weapon. Maybe he's in Bellevue for a, a psychiatric evaluation. But uh, that's that's the best oh. you could do. That's the best you could do with that. Okay. And um, another story here via – first of all, again, some, uh, my friends in 770, you know, keep your coats on. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I don't have to tell you. Just stay safe. Um, jur- this, this story is very interesting. Yeah, I'm listening. This story is, this story is very interesting. And it, it's like 
strange. And it's via our friends at JTA. The headline reads, a German zoo yeah. gets $26 million from a widow of an animal-loving Holocaust survivor. Yeah. $26 million. Yeah. The zoo in Cologne, Germ- in Cologne Germany. Right. Did I say that right? Yeah. Cologne? Yes, yes. I got that right. The zoo in Cologne, Germany has gotten its first check from the $26 million gift promised by the widow of a Holocaust survivor who credited the city's residents for saving him during the war. Elizabeth Reichert willed the funds to the Cologne Zoological Garden in 2017 in honor of her husband, Arnulf, who died in 1998. Both Reicherts were born in Cologne and met during World War II when Elizabeth was part of the local anti-Nazi resistance network and an, and an Arnulf, a German Jew, was hiding in the network's help. They only survived the war in Germany thanks to the help of our courageous people from Cologne who offered hiding places to the Jew Arnold, Arnold Freischert, the zoo said in a statement in Germany this week. Though they moved to Israel and after five years, America after the war, Arnold, Elizabeth maintained, Arnold and Elizabeth maintained the affection for the city for the rest of their lives. Um, Arnold wanted to give the money somewhere it would, it would do good. Elizabeth said in 2017 when she announced the planned gift, when you think about leaving money, memories play a major role. I'm still trying to get to the point where he decided to give it to the zoo. I mean, Reichert died in February of 2021 at the age of 96, and it was not until recently that her her estate was settled and funds could be dispersed. The zoo reported that it had received the first payment from the trust of more than $700,000, and it said it expected annual disbursements to top $1 million in the future. Um, This was an unusual gift in Germany. And uh, the zoo said it's planning to name its South American section after Arnold uh-huh, Reichert. Uh-huh. That is like I know people are thinking that gee, Yeshiva could have done a real Yeshiva could have done a lot to death money, you know. You think twenty six million dollars? Many years ago, uh. many years ago, I was in a very uh, significant philanthropist's house in Manhattan. Um, him and his wife had no children, but they had a dog. And every room we went into, there was pictures of the dog on the wall. You know, like you have, like you have pictures of your daughter, uh, or you have pictures of people have pictures of their children on the piano, on the wall, on a windowsill, on the table. These people had pictures of their dog everywhere. So you know, being an animal lover, if you don't love animals and you don't have that kind of orientation, which I don't think you do, I don't think you're a big dog lover or animal lover. But um, if you have that kind of disposition, then you are, you know, you may be, you may do something like that. That's it's important to you. But I don't, I don't, I don't see anywhere in the story that he was an animal lover. Well, apparently. I guess he did. I guess, like, why wouldn't they give that to like what to yeshiva to yeshiva? With a local yeshiva or a local synagogue in Germany, like I know there's a I know there's a chabad in Germany. I don't um, know. Like, is, it, is it indicate anywhere? I'm not going to criticize. I'm not going to criticize where they give their the, money, but the, but like the, maybe give half, maybe give thirteen million. Does, like does it indicate anywhere that they were religious people. Maybe that's not a priority by them. Maybe they weren't shul goers. Maybe they weren't yeshiva people. I don't know. Uh, probably not. Ch- Must chances be. Are, chances are they weren't. So this is the result, and um, at least they did something constructive. <laughs> something constructive with it. Because you know the animals need a nice place to live too. After all, I know, but is it is, is it some is that even like is that even an honor to have part of a zoo named after you? I feel like that's that's like more degrading than an honor. Like oh, like this is the Nachi Gordon uh, elephant elephant cage. Like that's not you know. I'll not, tell you, uh, I wouldn't want that. So um, I have a friend who lives in Eretz Yisrael today. Ah, but just in case, just 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 in case. I mean, Baruch Shem, I should I should live. Yeah, um, you should name a, a, a zoo a monkey cage after a monkey. Uh, uh, hope, monkey yeah, cage after no. you. But listen, 
the Nafi Gordon um, gorilla um, habitat. <laughs> no, they're, they're, uh, just a, uh, <laughs> I have a I have a friend that uh, he's retired today. He lives in Eretz and he was a fundraiser, a significant fundraiser. And, he, and they were when they were building the Mary Yeshiva in Brooklyn. When they were building the Mary Yeshiva in Brooklyn, he told me Esther Shiloh at the time. He said that. They had enough money to build everything. And he asked the Shiloh, I forgot who he asked. I think he asked Rebel Yashiv, but I'm mistaken. He asked him, are you allowed, if you need money to build a bathroom, are you allowed to say that you need the money to build a Marin Kodesh? And, and the, the fact was that, yes, you, if you need money for bathrooms, you could say you're building a Marin Kodesh. Because you can't have a functioning-based medrash and a successful yeshiva without bathrooms. Yeah, you can't you can't daven you can't daven in a shul if you have to go to the bathroom. So you need the bathroom. <laughs> All right, so that, that's that's what you reminded me of. Now, why these people would uh, give so much money to a zoo? Well, I guess you have to know more about their lives, you know, and and, and who they are and what their priorities were. That's all. Okay, so it's so funny that I'm reading this story right when your iPad died or passed yes. away, as we like to say, yes, sir. because this story might be for you, Abba. This might be for you. What are you talking about? Uh, elderly consumers are taking. Elderly consumers are taking a bite out of Apple's education service. The photo of what appears to be in-store iPhone tutorial for seniors went viral on Saturday after comedian shared it on Twitter. Um, you have a picture of people standing, older people, elderly people standing around a genius bar in the Apple store, and they're getting tutorials on how to use iPhone, uh, you know, Apple's products. Okay. So they're literally giving a class. Yeah. Okay. Um, giving a class on how to use the iPhone. So maybe is that something you want to attend? Well, listen, I have an iPhone for a long time, and uh, here it is. And I maintain that um, I don't know what ninety percent of the phone does. I have no idea, you know. So this class, this class might be for you then. And I also have a, a, a Hyundai Genesis, and I don't know how to work that car either. And I'll tell you the truth. That's a flex. Oh, it's a what? Yeah, but you know, usually, yeah. I mean, I so should I sign you up for some of these classes? Um, you know, I'll get back in touch with you when I'm ready. Okay. Just, you sure. I mean, maybe maybe you can get credits even. Well, you have a lot. Do you do you have, you have a lot of time? Why don't you take the class and then you can tell me what you learned? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that defeats. The, I think you should. You could take the class outright. Are we? Uh, um, are we mentioning that tomorrow's your birthday? By the way, I mean. Um, I guess you guys, I guess you just mentioned it. It's my oh, English birthday. It's my, it's your English, uh, English birthday, birthday. Uh, January 11th. Um, listen, I remember the, the, day, remember that the day? day you were born. Sure. Um, I think, um, uh, I think I went with Nissen and, um, one of his friends to a, a New York Knicks game that night. Right. Oh, the night I was born. That's nice. You didn't take me. Well, you were born. The, you were born the next day. You were born the next morning. Uh, I was against in, okay. Indiana Pacers. Yes, Nissen. I think it was against the Indiana Pacers. Nissen, uh, Abba, Nissen was three years old. Um. So maybe I took uh, your older brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe somebody else took them. Maybe I didn't go all together. No, I'm sure I didn't go. I think well. you. I'm sure I didn't go. I well. think you went. Anyway, I, I'm pretty sure I heard that. You... <laughs> anyway. You know, tomorrow. Please. It was, it was, did the next? Did the next win? Um, I really don't know. Look it up January eleventh, uh, nineteen ninety-five, and tell me if uh, it's the next one uh, or not. Okay. Look, okay. Look, one so, second. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up right now. Jan nineteen ninety-five. Maybe you were even seen in the crowd. 
Um, yeah, I, I think I think the Pacers. I think the Pacers won. Okay, so here's here's the Pacers versus Knicks, January 11, 1995. Okay, and the Knicks won. Yeah. The Knicks won one seventeen to one hundred five. Oh, pretty. That's a nice. That's a nice score for the Knicks. I mean, John Starks had thirty one points. Well, listen, that, that that's not un, not unusual. He was a great ball player. Re- Reggie Miller had twenty eight points. Yeah, he was also great. And then I against, only against the Knicks, he was great. And then I was born. That's right, and then then you were born, and about um, I don't know, about a week later was your bris. So um, the rest is uh, history, and then meaningful minutes started. And uh, you named me, you 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 named me Menachem Mendel, right? Um, and I'm the youngest in the family, right? Did you know that? Did you know that? Oh, if you're having a boy, you're gonna name you're, you're gonna name your son after the Lava Treba? Was that something that you you had in mind? Yeah, I I think we uh, had that in mind. Uh, I think. Um, I think we, uh, I think we, I think we kind of knew we were having a boy, you know. Um, so uh, it wasn't didn't come as a shock, you know. I I believe in the right to know, you know. <laughs> okay, so it must be very to, exciting to to name uh, to name a kid after the Rebbe. Yes, it was, you know, and, and, and it was just a year after the Rebbe passed away. Uh, that's right. So you know, it was very very meaningful and a very beautiful thing, and uh, and and Baruch Hashem. Uh, and uh, the rest is uh, is history. Yeah. Okay. So that's our episode for today. Maybe we'll have like a birthday. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe we'll get sent some chocolate pudding. Uh, how about maybe we'll have like a chocolate? How about the birthday? How about somebody somebody sending a real birthday cake? To me, it's fine. I don't. I don't. Need, I don't need cake. It's really fine. No, you, um, you don't have. You don't have to eat the cake. You have to just get the birthday cake. You don't have to eat it. You okay. Anything about I'll distribute it. it. So that means one cake. You. You need one cake for uh, for uh, for your office and one cake down here. Uh, in Florida, okay. okay. Now let's see. Get people get busy trying to figure out how to send it to us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want to get out your address. No, no, you might, get, you might have the paparazzi. You yeah. might have the paparazzi there. No, no, there's no paparazzi here. It's very beautiful down here. It's a beautiful day, beautiful blue skies. It's already about seventy-three degrees, and um, it's gonna it's gonna get warmer. And uh, and Baruch Hashem, uh, it's, uh, the shuls down here are great. I was in Chabad of Boynton Beach this morning. What a crowd! What a big what a big place! Amazing. What a big, beautiful place! Uh, what a what a crowd. listen. Enjoy it, enjoy every second, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow in tomorrow's episode of Daily Thread. That is today's episode, January ninth, January ninth, January tenth, January tenth, January tenth, two thousand twenty-three. And make sure to subscribe to the WhatsApp status of of the Daily Thread, and make sure to hit the subscribe button on this podcast. And we will be at you with more some more content tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.